Welcome to Mugamerics at Movies, the show where we talk smack about movies. It's 2018, and we're still going with that catchphrase. In a whole year, I haven't been able to think of a more accurate catchphrase for a show where we don't actually talk smack about most movies. We actually praise most of the movies we see. We saw way more movies we liked and talked highly about last year than we saw bad ones. What was the only movie that we criticized last year? It was the Netflix Death Note. All the other movies we talked about, we loved. Well, okay, there was Marvel's Inhumans, but was that really a movie? Was that really accurate to put on an At Movies episode? Should that have been the pilot to On TV instead? I don't know. I just don't know anymore. But whatever. It's a new year. We're starting fresh. And there's going to be a whole new era for this show. I'm going to forget about the backlog of unedited episodes that I have on my plate until the summer. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Well, I have sort of an idea, but never mind about that, because today we're going to focus on the here, the now, the new. We're going to focus on a film that I was very excited to see and was very excited to talk about with good buddies of mine. And that, my friends, is the Gintama live-action film. They did it. They brought it over to the States. I got to see it on the big screen, and it was a great experience. And I have some buddies on to talk about the film with me. A little collaboration. The first ever crossover podcast episode. Someone's knocking on my door. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut this. Um, I just, I'll be back in a sec. Alright, alright, stop knocking. I heard you already. I'm coming. Jeez. Uh, who are you? Insolent fool! First, you make me knock at your door more than once, and now you ask for my name before giving yours? Yeah? Very well. Hear me, I know the extent of your arrogance. I am Maximus! I am the king of the Inhumans! I am from the moon! Cool. My name is... Oh. I already know your name, Iron Fist. I have made the long, perilous journey from the moon to Minnesota to New York to find you. I have some questions, and you're going to give me some answers. God damn it, how does someone get a weapon like that into a student dormitory without getting caught? This building security really sucks. Answer me, Iron Fist, or I will shoot you. Now tell me, who has been filming me? Who has been making a television show out of my life? Was it Black Bolt? Medusa? Tell me or die! Look, man, I might be an unshaven, unfashionable uggo, but you better be damn well sure I'm not a privileged, rich, homeless, hippie idiot. I don't know where Iron Fist lives, but I know he sure as hell doesn't live here. You lie! That fat nerd in Minnesota told me to walk straight northeast. He said that Iron Fist would be right here and have the answers that I seek. Wait. Which fat nerd from Minnesota? 
There's a lot of those. The one wearing the t-shirt that read, Heiji is best boy, Kaito sucks, fuck you, fight me. Oh, yeah, that's gotta be V-Lord GTZ. Yeah, he was probably trolling you. Iron Fist probably doesn't know anything. He never does. No! No! How could I, Maximus, the new king of Inhumans, be trolled? I spent four months of walking through shit and eating trash for nothing! If it makes you feel any better, I'm sure no one will be filming you anymore. I heard the Inhuman show bombed hard. What? Yeah, the Inhuman show already aired during those four months you were trekking. It was so critically panned before it even premiered that ABC dead slotted it to Friday nights, and it got miserable ratings. It's probably not going to get renewed for a second season. Outrageous! An insult! How dare they dead slot a show about me, Maximus, the new king of Inhumans! I must rectify this injustice. I will find and destroy those infidels who dare to mock me. And I will personally destroy that liar who tried to make a fool out of me. Prepare yourself for destruction, we Lord GTZ! I am mighty. I am magnificent. I am Maximus. I am from the moon! Yeah... Good luck with that. <laughs> Alright, I'm back. Alright. Alright. That's right, this is the first ever crossover podcast we're doing for Odd Movies. We're crossing over with Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, and Just the Gintama Podcast. And with me, I have Colton. Hi, I'm Colton. I, I also, I, I'm also sometimes on Manga Mavericks. I'm totally not a co-host on that or anything. Wait a minute. Where is We Lord GTC? Oh my gosh. Did you replace him? Did you take him out? Is this revenge for all those times where We Lord has replaced you on Manga Mavericks? Uh, yes, yes. I, um, I assassinated him. It was, it was pretty easy. I got rid of him. Monster. Well, in any case, we also have, making his first at movies debut with us, Doctor! Hello, everyone. Uh, it's nice to be on a podcast that is not mine, even though it technically is at the same time. Don't worry about that. Mm, a lot of paradoxes going on. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's funny, like how we, how we're doing this. But yeah, it's 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 nice to be. I'm glad to have you guys on, and I'm glad I'm on your weird. show. It's like this the is same weird. show. But we're, <laughs> we're each uh, having it on our own feeds and. Uh, introducing it as an episode of our show, but it's like this weird thing where it's like you have three different starting points, but they're all converging, and then at the end they're going to diverge again. It's very strange. But hey, well, we're talking about Gintama, and that's pretty strange, so it's pretty accurate. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. I guess let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it and talk about the live-action Gintama film.
let's let's talk about this movie. It sucked, right? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was a worse live-action adaptation than Ghost in the Shell. It was more offensive an adaptation as Death Note. Nay, Dragon Ball Evolution. It was as much an abomination, an abortion on humanity, a blight on the franchise. What have you done, you Ichifukuna? What have you done to Kintama? <laughs> we, we want to apologize ahead of time for like the yeah. several several hundred years we probably just popped right about now. But um, yeah, I, like I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know if my introduction was probably at, like gave you gave you merit as, as to the range you actually have. But okay, uh, <laughs> no, uh, obviously I. I uh, th- that's a joke, son. Uh, the uh, yeah. As far the the uh, the live action Gintama movie, it was, uh, I think, a weird way to describe it. It is as it was. Uh, uh, it was very much every everyone very much was Gintama. I, yes. Yeah. I, I think I I, can, I I think we probably should let, I guess start with our expectations of what we wanted to see from this movie. Um, I mean, Colton, if you want to start off the discussion. Um, sure, I guess. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about another podcast how I'm not particularly a fan of these live action adaptations of different anime properties. M- uh, like mostly the Hollywood ones, the Hollywood ones are usually, uh, in my opinion, not that great. Re- really the closest I think that we've come to any kind of good live action anime adaptation from Hollywood side of things was probably Death Note. But then again, I haven't really. I haven't seen Speed Racer. I hear apparently people like that one. I guess so. I guess I'll have to watch that one at some point. But uh, you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess so. I guess um, yeah. Like I said, as far as the Hollywood adaptations go, yeah, those are a no go for me. But at least as far as like you know the Japanese adaptations go, I, I mean, I trust them to understand the source material that they're trying to adapt. Um. And while I do expect there to be changes in how they adapt certain things to to the big screen when it comes to live action, I still I still I still trust them obviously to, you know, um I don't want to say keep to the source material, but I guess keep to the spirit of the source material that they're adapting. And right. especially considering, you know, who they got on to, to to direct this live action Gintama movie, somebody who has directed his fair share of comedy, so you know, go, going into the movie, I was, I don't want to say I had high expectations, but like, I was pretty hopeful and I had already heard pretty good things about this movie. So I was, I was not expecting it to suck. I was, I was expecting to have fun with it and I had fun with it. Uh, plain, yeah. plain and simple. You know, that's the long and short of it, but I guess we can get into my particular thoughts a little later. But yeah, I had fun with it. Hmm. Uh, how about you, Sid? Well, I had seen a lot of good Japanese, you know, live-action adaptations of anime in recent years. I went to theaters to see the Rurouni Kenshin trilogy and was very impressed with those. I saw Bakuman on a flight a few years ago and was very impressed with that. And in general, I've come to expect that, yeah, you know, they can pull off live-action adaptations of anime you know, if they really understand and respect the source material and know how to really bring it to life. 
I was a little concerned with Gintama, though, but Gintama is such a cartoon. And I mentioned this, like, on my review on Hong Kong, like that. Gintama, like, just in the nature of its world and, like, the way the characters act towards one another, it's, like, uh, totally removed from reality. So, like, yeah. making, like, such a fantasy world work in live action and, like, it's not just, like, bringing to life, like, a... A majestic, like, fantasy world, like, Lord of the Rings. It's like this craziness, this crazy cartooniness of the world of Gantama, trying to make that work in live action. That was what I was concerned with, whether they could really pull that off and sell it, or if they were going to try and tone it down and to sell it as more serious, more grounded, which I don't think would have worked if they had gone that road. So I'm very, very happy that they embraced the silliness, the weirdness of Gintama and really brought that life to screen. But I was concerned about that going in. Right, right. I think uh, a lot of what I, at least uh, when I talk about it on the podcast, I, I've i always really tried to emphasize like, oh, like the people they have on this movie, I trust. Uh, I've, I know I have mentioned uh, uh, as far as like, uh, the director Yuichi Fukuda, uh, he's he he not only directed and wrote uh, the movie itself, I, and I, I've known his work from a lot of other series. Uh, that is like one the one that I I usually put, point to is like Thirty Three Minute Detective, which is uh, the best way I can describe it is basically a Japanese Naked Gun. Hmm. Uh, so and it's it's very much in that style. Even it even has like a a couple of actors uh, show up. Uh, uh, Jiro Sato specifically uh, uh, in his works. So it's sort of nice to like he kind of floats around uh, at least. Uh, he usually has like a group of people he usually taps, and so but uh, he kind of has a really good grasp at comedy. And he it's a and his style it's very like. I mean, it, it it lends well to Gintama because it's it's there, a lot of it. It's just a lot of just like you're kind of just moments of just quietness and just awkward conversations at times, and it really helps. <laughs> I think, especially when I mentioned Jiro Sato specifically, and I'll probably go uh, mention him a bunch of times during the course of this review about how he knows how to utilize his his, uh, his people there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, casting and everything else, but uh, yeah, I. I I had uh, pretty high expectations, and uh, a lot of it was met as as uh, as much as it is. But it, and, and it was met, and yet it was it surprised me. It, the movie still ended up surprising me at times, and which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, the as far as going in, I was just like, okay, they have a good person in charge of it. I like the cast. Let's just I'll, I'll see how it how it turns out. So that's pretty much it. So uh, I guess uh, I guess where should we go? Where should we start with? Well, just to uh, go off of how you're mentioning director Yuichi Fukuda, I hadn't really looked into his filmography before going into the film, and I hadn't really, you know, studied up on, like, the, you know, filmographies of all the cast members. But I should have been, like, fairly confident, you know, going in if I had, because he did direct, like, the Blue Blazes television series. Uh, uh, yes. Like, the a great live-action adaptation of Kazuhiko Shimamoto. Which was like out of 
biography, a fictionalized autobiography about his times as a student, you know, and, you know, working alongside Eki Anno as he was, you know, trying to become mangaka and Anno was, you know, rising as an animator. And like, I had see, I have not unfortunately invested the time to like watch all of, uh, uh, you know, Blue Flame, Blue, Blue Vases yet. Yeah, I really should because I love Shimamoto's work. But, I don't know, from everything I've seen, like, that has the same kind of over-the-top energy and, like, sur- uh, car- bringing cartooniness into a live-action setting, like, that this film did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this director yeah. is really skilled with doing those kind of projects. You know, just last year, alongside Gintama, he did a live-action adaptation of Saiki Kuso, and I really want to see that as well after oh, seeing Gintama. Oh, he's on that? I see, I didn't yeah. know that. Huh. Yeah, he did the yeah, screenplay. I, I don't, I... I totally want to see that now because I, Sasaki Kuso is like a new favorite thing of mine, which I'm, I'm so sad that I can't watch season two until Netflix decides it's okay. But you know, that's a whole other thing. But, uh, <laughs> why do you gatekeep Netflix? Why only in America? Hey. Yeah, that's why really can't like- we have Wild Evergarden? Why do the Canadians get it? It's not fair. It's not fair. But, but yeah, I I think uh, I I know I've mentioned that. I've, I think uh, was it uh, Mr. Nietzsche's in, in the convenience store. I, I I think that's on that's on Crunchyroll too. Yeah, uh, that that's really that's really the only bit of uh, Fukuda's work I've seen from from the from the bit of of uh, what I've seen of that show. It was um you know like like that was enough to to basically convince me. Okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I trust yeah. this guy. I also Jirosato in that show. It's. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, like I think, like I, um, I mean, I have talked about um my podcast, the Aspect Anime Podcast, a couple times, and uh, like this guy, he is always he's only him. He's only him in any role he's in. <laughs> so like, it's almost like somewhat perfect casting. There's like, oh, of course you got that guy to play Henpeta. Yeah, of course. Ooh, oh uh, my god. But uh, I guess I guess to go on with the I guess as far as like the rest of the cast, I should probably we should mention like how do you feel with uh, how how do you feel with everyone in the roles that we're in? I think like the the one that everyone had to probably look at is you know Gentoki, given like. His name was plastered all over it. Even the movie made sure to tell you, oh, by the way, this is a Gori Shun playing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, admittedly, I've never really seen anything of Ogori Shun's. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really familiar with his work as an actor, but I guess as far as just bringing the character of Gintoki to life, um, I, I thought he played the part well. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's a weird thing to say, and I. I kind of feel this way about some of the other actors too, just in general. Um, not that I can, you know, name a lot of them off the top of my head at the moment, but I felt in general there were some times throughout the movie where I either. I, I don't know how to put this. Like I felt like there were sometimes they either didn't go ham enough, or I thought they went too hammy. But th- those moments for me in particular, I thought were very few and far between. Otherwise, I I thought the actors in general did a great job portraying a lot of their characters. Um, uh, what, what's what's her name? Kanahashimoto as mm. Kagura, I thought was pretty much the perfect fit for that character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh wow, she did a great job, and a lot of weird little. Um, I don't know. Like the, the Kagura isms worked very well with her. Yeah, and it's just yeah. It, and it's hard to really like. It's like going from from paper to animation to f- live action. You kind of see like the 
the direction how usually you can portray the character, and it's just like, wow, yeah, in, and with actual real people, Kagura is so, so really unique. Yeah, I mean, it's also a hard performance to pull off sometimes because, you know, you have that Chinese accent that she kind of has, and uh, she also is like, she has a lot of range as a character, too, and so it's like, you know, trying to also match, like, some of the stuff Kagura does, especially, like, the visual gags. Like, I was very impressed with Kana Hashimoto. She made some really hilarious faces. Like, mm. there was some great character acting from her. And uh, oh, in yeah. general, I just thought all the cast really, like, melted into their roles. I thought, like, uh, as I was watching, it was like, uh, oh, I'm not seeing, like, some other guy. I'm really seeing the character because, like, they they were conveying them so well. Mm-hmm. Except for Jiro, except for Jiro Sato. Yo, yeah, Jiro he, Sato. he did his own thing, and I, honestly, I really loved that. I, I, yeah. And Peta was, like, a, a, like, completely different in terms of, like, his characterization in this, but he was so hilarious, and I, I didn't mind, especially, like, when he was, like, you know, uh, uh, teasing, like, Shimpachi, and it's like, oh, uh, are you going to, why, why are you <gasps> shaking that sword? Uh, oh, are you, are you, how are you going to fight like that? Who, uh? <laughs> honestly that's that's probably one of my favorite bits in the movie that i was i was dying and that was also that was also a part everybody was laughing at in the theater which yeah. i really appreciated oh. yeah, that, that, that was like i think like the the when chimpachi trying to act cool and then everyone's everyone's just like gang like basically all in front of him and and it's just like uh uh and is just like oh so you, you were trying to act cool huh huh <laughs> see, see the part that the, the part that strikes me is that um, so, something I didn't get until I saw him pull his uh, until I saw Shimpachi uh, pull his arm out of his sleeve was, oh, he was trying to be like Gin, and I yeah. apart I don't know something about that really strikes me as adorable. I think that's a really to me anyway that's a really nice bit of like characterization on the movie's part. Like oh, he just he just mm. wants to be like his yeah like like, like he kind of sees Gin as a role model in some sense. I don't know how, but I guess I guess some way somehow you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but but the, and that lends to how well the the, the actors kind of portrayed the characters because it, it very much was very true to who those characters were. Uh, uh, Suda Masaki, who played Shimpachi, also like was he played he, he was he was transformed. He was Shimpachi. Like it was yeah. like it wasn't even like I've seen and I've seen him in other stuff of uh, the Kamen Rider double other dramas as well uh, where he's you know he plays his own character and it's just like. I, I like no that's that's Shimpachi. Like he, he completely got him. Like it it's amazing how well he did it uh, a good job with that. Everyone sort of blended into everything. I think Okita uh, the Ryu uh, Yoshizawa who played him played him well. Um Heijikata, I was just like, Okay, you could probably work I Kondo worked, uh, he was goofy. I thought uh, Kondo th- looked perfect. Like he, Kondo has like this very like strange face already in like the manga, like a very particular face. And like I thought Nakamura Kankuro like really matched those features really well. I thought it was great casting, and also it was just clever casting because uh, Nakamura Kankuro is like a veteran of Shinsengumi TV dramas and stuff. So yeah. that was just real. There was really great, uh, you know, casting choice there. A little in joke yeah. to the audience. Yeah. 
at the Kabuki actor as well because he's like sixth in his line in his name or something like yes. that. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I remember, I remember you talking about that on an episode of uh, just a Gitama podcast at one point. Yeah, and so it's just like uh, okay. I think even you even have a little bit of like Kabuki nod in there, and like a, <laughs> like small little one off little like throwaway things for like even the actors who are playing themselves. Essentially, it's sort of it's just great, and I think uh, weird standout scene. I think the if there was any fault I can find, I think Takasuki didn't really have enough. Really, yeah, hmm. I could see that. Like, uh, actually, as far as as long as we're talking about actors that like, I guess out of out of all the cast, maybe like stand out the least. Um, I I could I could see. I could see people taking some issue with Takasugi. Like, I think he played his, he played his role all right, but like, as far as standouts, like, he's, um, I feel like Takasugi's performance is probably going to be the least memorable out yeah. of everyone in the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, Takasugi, then, um, Takasugi's, uh, you know, actor was also not really known best for acting. He's like an idol. Yeah. Also, he's, a, he's a Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't think he was, he, he, he did. Like poorly, he just didn't have like a really good screen presence. Like, because what sells Takasugi, you know, kind of in the anime and manga is like just like his character design is striking, and then like he has like this really like strong, deep voice that like has a lot of like character in it. And like Suyushi Domoto just doesn't like have that character in his voice, like, it doesn't have that intimidating, like, menacing, uneasy, uh, unnerving quality to it, like, that makes you feel like, oh, this guy is a threat. This guy is, like, something not to be trifled with. To be fair, not everyone can be Tokihiro Koyasu, like, so... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, I I wish I could aspire to just his voice, like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a hard bar. I mean, it also doesn't help that Takasui doesn't have, like, a whole lot of material in the film other than, like, you know, looking cool and, like, some monologues here and there. That that's I, that was another thing I was pro- I was going to point out because it sort of, it was just like a thing that uh, it was Takasuki kind of fell victim to like the arc itself really mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like he never had mater- much material to work with he was just like a hey Zura and then that's it I'm leaving um, it's it's really it's really yeah that's yeah. that's kind of a fault of of the of the series in general where you don't really get to learn much about Takasugi at all until like. The the, uh, yeah. the yeah to like the big climactic <laughs> arcs like that that's when his character I feel like really develops and you actually yeah. kind of start to become a little more attached to him personally. But Zoranjiri really plays a long game with his character and and like to really you know he doesn't really like truly like reveal like what he's all about until like you know Shogun assassination and then you're like oh, okay I understand where this guy is coming from now. And like, and before that, you know, he's just like kind of the scheming villain and it's, it, you don't really know that much more beyond other than, you know, there's some bad blood in between in him and Gintoki's past and they don't see eye to eye, you know, ideologically. Right. Yeah. For, for most of the series, he kind of like comes out of the shadows, gives a little chuckle, monologues a little bit, leaves. And that's kind of what he does for most of the series, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was I was also going to say earlier that um, uh, other than other than Takasugi, I felt like um, I, I felt like Hijikata's portrayal in the movie doesn't really stand out to me much. But to be fair, I feel like I'm 
I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, because there is going to be a sequel for this movie. That's yeah. been confirmed at this point. Mm. I'm hoping that the sequel for this movie will focus more on the Shinsengumi, or at least give them, or at least focus on an arc where the Shinsengumi don't have to be shoehorned in, where they're kind of already, like, participating, so that maybe, like, people like Hijikata can maybe, um, I guess where we can kind of see, see Hijikata, yeah, flesh him yeah. out a bit, because I don't, because I, I thought he played his part fine, like, he... He he smokes like a badass. That's good. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, and, and he's and he's yeah. he's good at being tortured by Okita. Um, I just I just hope in the next movie we get to see him a bit more fleshed out in this particular universe. Yeah, I hope they include like that special or I, I forget if it was a TV drama or it was like just a direct to video thing where they you know uh, adapted the Mitsuba arc because I think then oh, yeah, we I could totally really see like how Yuya Yagira like does Hijikata in a really you know serious kind of dramatic uh, portrayal of the character. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I really want to see that. I hope that uh, Wellgo includes that on their you know home video release of the series for NA. But I, I, w- I would love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's like three episodes, too. And I mean, we can I'm sure it's somewhere out there. But yeah, I, I it, you, it would hope like they get a release of some sort. Because it, it, it is sort of tough because it's just like you, you, you're like you're, pro- you're I mean, they're there to promote the movie, obviously. And it's like and as far as like because I know they had the 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 uh, the logo for uh, in the beginning, so I, obviously all of that is like their translation, and it's fine. Like I even a lot of what what I was reading, it was like, oh cool, they made sure to uh, translate that. I think like there were like one or two things that I caught. I was like, oh, they when they're referring, oh the landlord, and there's like, oh that she has a name, but <laughs> but like uh, that's like one thing that I, that's which I'm I'm guessing it would make sense for like. People who don't know any of anything about Gintama, mm-hmm. a lot of what they translated, like making sure you understand what like the Shirayasha and and like the stuff like the Yorozuya and all the other things that like you can kind of understand for just for this one movie. They they at least did a good job with um, like how they adapted everything else, um, subtitle wise. Uh, and uh, I guess like. I'm trying. I was trying to. I had a point that I was going to make regarding <laughs> more of the cast. Um, yeah, and I think uh, um, you mentioning Colton. I think the the if they do focus on the Shinsengumi uh, central uh, arc. I mean, I, if again because now they they confirmed the second movie, I, and they kind of. I wasn't sure if this was just them planting seeds for it, but there was a moment there of Kondo kind of reassuring like, reassuring Hijikata and Okita about like, hey, you know, yeah, obviously we're all part of the Shintagumi and the, you know, we will never die. We have to make sure we'll never die to keep this sort of order and stuff. I was like, is this like sl- slightly hinting at the Shintagumi crisis? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hmm. go so far as like the farewell Shintagumi, but at least it, yeah, no, that would be a, a ways the, off. Ways off, but I think <laughs> if they wanted to do something that's like um, possibly, if they wanted to possibly hint at the next movie, that would be like a good direction because then, then the shit's gonna be will be a lot more f- upfront. Um, but I, uh, but that actually uh, that leads into kind of my uh, my question to you guys because of their nat- because of the nature of the arc and how. In many ways, they literally the Shinsengumi are completely irrelevant with, uh, in the manga and anime. Them being included in like small scenes and just to have them there. Uh, How do you feel about like a lot of the sort of like readaptations or the like, kind of like the redone 
uh, the additional scenes uh, for the movie specifically uh, in regards to this arc? I enjoyed most of their scenes because I thought like they were uh, very funny. I thought the actors did the characters very well. It's just a, a shame, like, you know, they didn't have, like, a lot to do in the original arc because, you know, of course, they had to add so much to give them stuff to do in this film. But I think yeah. they integrated it a lot better than the animated film did, the uh, Ben Zucker yeah. anime film, where, you know, there were some scenes they added in there like they had okita like tip off gin and stuff and like he does that in this film too but like you know they also like have scenes where like okay after like the fight when he's okita kind of comes to like you know confront him and then the you know as the rest of shinsengumi are chasing like nizo okita is like helping gin up and stuff and then of course the shinsengumi actually storm takasugi's ship and like we see them like fight on there hijikata has a fight with uh, Nizo, and so like they are, they're actually more involved in like the conflict, whereas like they had cameos in that animated film, but in the uh, in this film, like they actually are involved in what the actual conflict is throughout the movie. Regarding even though they don't actually contribute much in the overall grand scheme of things, they actually do stuff, which I appreciated. Yeah, it's it's not it's nice to see them do more than just exposit about the Kiatai and then be there at the end to be like, oh my god, look at that thing that happened over there. Yeah, and honestly, their inclusion in the movie was worth it for the one gag alone where Khan, you know, they have Kichikata, Okita, and Kata have like this big, you know, dramatic speech about you know the Shinsengumi will you know never die, and Kondo is gonna fight alongside them because he's their leader and stuff. And then Kondo like walks off the boat, he like immediately falls down into the sea, <laughs> and then Okita and Kata are like yelling Kondo san, and it's just a long fall. And then at the end we hear like a a, a small splash, and then you know Kichikata and Okita like don't really say anything to each other; they're just like. Well, let's okay, go. Let's go. <laughs> and we never see Kondo again for the rest of the movie. We, we don't see him oh again. My God. They it's don't honestly... follow up with that. <laughs> it's just completely don't mention it again. <laughs> That's great. I think uh, that uh, yeah. As far as um, as far as the crowd that I was with at the theater we were at, um, that got the biggest laugh. Honestly, yeah. that like I was I was almost on the floor. Like I totally. It was one of those things where it was like. I should have seen that coming, but it totally blindsided me, and I hate myself for it because I should have seen that coming. <laughs> and I, I heard, I heard my friend. Um, I, I, I had my friend Jay with me, and I heard her uh, right next to me mutter under her breath, "God, I fucking hate this movie." <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but she said it in a way where it was like, you know, I know her. She, she says that in the way where she's like. God, I hate this movie. Like, this is, uh, like, like she should have seen that coming too. It was, it was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, the comedic timing in this movie is excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I think, um, the, the stuff with, uh, Gengai literally did not have to be there, but yeah. I completely fine with it. When, oh I, God, when yeah. I heard that Gengai was in this movie, I thought, oh, are they gonna have that stuff with his, you know, introduction, you know, the stuff with his son, all that, That's you know, dramatic backstory, you know, especially because, you know, Takasugi's in this film, I thought they were gonna weave that story into Benny's Akira, but no, like, Gengai's scenes are just basically there f just for jokes, to be, like, kind of non-sequiturs that don't really add to the plot, it's just there to be really funny, and I love them, because 
because first of all, I love like there's so many references to the series in Game Guy's Lab. Like the one that I really picked up on is like his trash can is a just away, which is right. so good. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. There's so many great like small visual, uh, small gags, sight gags in there. But also, of course, you know, can can we like spoil the the greatest gag, which is <laughs> which is like, the, the Gundam char ass now. We have the scene where Gundam, oh, well, it's not a Gundam, it's like the Red Azaku. Comet, it's Azaku, and Gintoki, and so Gengai's like, is apparently repairing this for Charis Nobling. Gintoki's like, oh, whoa, you have this? Why can't I use this? And then they have, and they have like, a guy dressed up as, you know, Char come in, and like, they have this conversation about, oh, hey, build that to Xeon. Thanks for the good work. And they comment like, hey, you look a lot older than you do. And you, you don't seem as serious, and it's oh, it's just so great. It's just so fun. Uh, honestly, it was t- it totally wasn't needed, but this is this is the kind of shit I could see Sirachi pulling off. So it just yeah, it, it yeah. felt organic. Yeah, that and uh, not the Nausicaa g- joke too. It's just the, the Nausicaa <laughs> joke. I thought did not like uh, it was one of those like uh, because uh, I it, for the arc. I know there was like a whole thing where. Like they're on a motorcycle and then they just show up on the ship. They never address how he got there. But I appreciate oh, just yeah. this, for, for for the sake of this like one movie. It was like we have to put something. How did he get? Did he get up there? Nausicaa, fuck it. All right. <laughs> yeah, Nausicaa rides him up there. And I love how like they have this conversation. Whoa, is this okay? Are we are we really just like? skirting the line of legality here and like Gengai is like telling Tetsuko like it's fine he just then, he doesn't like honestly say what's funny about it he's like he mouths it off and the subtitles like have it translated like his what he's his what he's mouthing yeah. off it's just so good that's pretty good yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I wasn't sure if that was Shuichi Ikeda like doing being Char if it was that would be great but I, I think that's the problem I was like I wish I had like the full cast list to run through like, yeah. because I know there there are a lot of parts where I'm just like you have uh, the characters interacting with other people. I think like the ramen stand and like the, the dude that was like uh, uh, talking to Shinpachi at next near the ship. And I was just like, I feel like these are jokes that I don't know. Like, like their cameos or something. Their, their cameos mm-hmm. or something. I don't know why. Like, I was just like, I I would love to know who they were. But I was just like, I'm fine. I can move on. It like it because usually at least in the next thing. But yeah, I think. Um, a lot of the original stuff they added for this movie worked. Uh, incorporating the um, the bug catch the bug catching thing, which it sort of at least it it sort of eventually gets into the uh, the um, Benny Sakura stuff and how it's like it's loosely tied. It was like cool, great. You get to you get to see all these characters in in their natural habitat for before you actually get to the serious arc. I uh, thought that was kind of nice. Uh, they at least incorporated it. It flowed. Yeah. It, 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 it surprisingly flowed. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I was uh, by the end. By I mean, it, by like the last third of it is probably when it was just like a. It started slowing down, but that by then it was like, oh, I know where. I mean, to be fair, it's like for someone who's been reading, watching this for a while now. Like I, I know where this is going. It's, it's the same thing, thing as always. But they they <laughs> yeah. managed to like it, it, they managed to subvert some expectations over for a few things. So I thought it was like. It worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, I love how they adapted, like, that Beatles story. That, that was, like, one of the last things on my mind. It's something that they would, like, adapt at the beginning. But that was a great way to, like, introduce all the characters, like, in a really funny way. Yeah, and, like, what you were saying, like, in their noble normal life. 
And uh, I thought that was really good. And, you know, the movie will just starts off, like, really well, too. Like, they have the introduction from, you know, the anime, from all the early episodes, explaining the background of the world. It's, like, almost shot for shot and line for line exact. And then we have, you know, yeah. recreation of, like, uh, Shibachi and Kentoki's first meeting, which is really good. And then we have, like, you know, uh, <laughs> and they don't, and then they just flash forward, but, and they, like, use that, uh, those CGI, CGI, like, cutouts, it's it right. cut from like the what the anime used and like it's and it just like it, it speeds through like all the character introductions or whatever it took and then get to like the the extended scene with the with the beetle just to show off all the the characters in action and I just thought it was like a really funny way to go about things and uh, I, I do <laughs> I do just want to go on record and say I thought that um, I never thought I needed to see a live action. Um, a live action rendering of uh, of uh, of Kondo covered in honey, but yeah. I'm glad I got it, and I thought it was done very well. Oh, Shinpachi's yeah. line that that oh, you're so beautiful, Kondo-san. Like it, it's so good. It's just it's, so it's, it's awkward. Little, it's, little, it's so amazing. it's little awkward touches that like that throughout the movie that I think I I enjoyed the most, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what other, um, it, yeah, I think a, a lot of what I liked from the movie, it manages to keep the humor there. It manages to keep, uh, at least uh, it managed to incorporate like the director or the writer's sensibilities into the, the actual property itself. And it flowed well. I, the one thing that I was actually more like surprised at, and it's sort of like, I kind of didn't know how they would do and how how did we do so well? Is a lot of the action, uh, a lot yeah. of the swordplay was pretty dynamic. It was a lot more, a lot better than I expected. I guess maybe. Yeah, mm. I, I guess we we can kind of transition into like the overall effects of the movie because there were, I, I, like, I I this is this is um this is the part where I wonder like what somebody who knows nothing about Gintama goes in to watch this movie. And they must think, like, wow, this is the shittiest looking movie I've ever seen. And they don't realize <laughs> that's kind of the point. Like, I think I, I, um, I tweeted, uh, while I was watching the movie, cause I just, I had to tweet about this. Like, the Amanto costumes are, like, the right amount of cheap. And I really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But like, especially, especially the cheetah people. The cheetah yeah, people, I mouths, thought, looked especially cheap, which was their, great. Their mouths barely move. It's just great. It's like these are uh, homemade. This is the kind of quality that I wanted from this movie. I mean, I really appreciate and love, like, they use kind of actual costumes for most of the Amanto because, you know, it, it looks better than, like, a lot of CG would. You know, even though there's a cheapness factor to them, even though you kind of recognize, oh, this is like a generic mask that you got out of, like, a bargain sale. I recognize them as that's the cold corona mask. What are you doing? And so it's like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it works though just because of the the world they set up for the film is like okay we're not taking this seriously this is just like crazy uh stuff so you know just roll with it and i think that's what why it kind of works in the context of this film because if they had you know really tried to take it more seriously then it you know you, you would have a hard time like buying it but since this is you know all for the sake of comedy like you can like go with it and like even just the the cheapness of the costumes of the 
Digimon to themselves, I think, is supposed to be a gag. It's like, they know what they're doing. Like, they know that yeah. you know that these are, like, masks you can go on and buy, like, <laughs> at, at some costume store. <laughs> they're just having fun with that. And I really appreciate it. And uh, as far as special effects go, I was actually really impressed with how they rendered uh, Sadaharu. Because Sadaharu is, like, a fully CG, you know, character, but... They don't try to make him look like super realistic. Like he, he looks like his animated counterpart. It's like just, mm-hmm. you know, he has mm-hmm. some render, he's CG, he has some like definition on his hair and stuff. But it, it works because of like how they kind of have the film in terms of like how it's like the, the lighting and stuff. So it doesn't like stand out too much in scenes where he's there alongside live action characters. So. Uh, I can actually like buy that that he's in the same scene with them, even though you know he had, there's such a disconnect between you know here's real people, here's like this cartoon looking CGI doggo. But I I, I, th- I think the only time it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit was when like like uh, Hashimoto like gets on top of Sadaharu. Oh yeah, I think that was the only one. I was just it looked a little iffy. And, and then the part where he's Humping another dog, I think that, that <laughs> yeah, was that yeah. was animated so weirdly. I actually couldn't tell what was going on. Like, I mean, I like <laughs> I got it because of the you know earlier setup for it. But yeah, they yeah. they they were trying to obscure it so much that it was kind of like, act, is he what is he actually doing? Because there, there that was, doesn't look a, right. There was a thought that actually crossed my mind where I thought for a second, is Sadaharu Jack in it? Is that a, is that a thing he can do? Is that a is that a line that Gintama is going to cross? I wouldn't be surprised, but it it wouldn't take me out of the movie, but it would probably take me out of my body. Uh, just that thought. Uh, no, no. See, that's the thing too. I think if I had any any real criticism of the movie, like anything at all. It's that CG Sadaharu actually does kind of scare the shit out of me, and I never want to see him again. But I know we're probably going to see him again, so I'm just going to have to live with it. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the the overall cheapness, if you want to call it that, of the of the of the character, the um the alien designs and what have you. I think uh I, I mean coming from a person who really likes uh, Tokusatsu series and Super Sentai, like I think uh, comparing it to Doggy Kruger is probably the closest thing I can. <laughs> think of for those of you who actually know who doggy kruger is you understand what i'm talking about uh so google doggy kruger uh, and uh i i i think that was also the reason why they probably didn't want to do the big like uh gintoki uh zura fight sequence with all the aliens part because mm. they realized we can't we don't have enough of these stupid masks <laughs> to be able to, to be able to like have we characters have I mean, and, and it'd probably be hard to fight in those masks too like oh i, I exactly. can't really yeah. see out of this <sighs> but no i totally i totally would have loved it if like they went all out and they just had like the same like five master manto fighting these two guys and like you just see like maybe like they just take off the mask at one point i totally would have been fine with shit like that but yeah I'm honestly, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't just have people in Ultraman masks. Like I was kind of just <laughs> expecting that level of quality from this Wait, movie. But yeah. where you actually see the string in the back of their head and their yeah. hair. And, yeah, there like you go. like like, like it's like it's just a, it's just a guy walking around from like a festival or something. But like, no, he's actually in a manto. I don't know, like something. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, <laughs> Ultramanian. There you go. Uh, but um, I think yeah, like. It's the right amount of cheap, and it's like it's it's the right amount of like tokusatsu movie cheap as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. so it's sort of like it, it. There is like 
there's enough levels for me that I can accept. There's enough levels for me that I can be okay with what what's uh, uh, what they give me. Uh, and the I sets guess are pretty can, good too. The sets are good. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it looks like any other like Arab Arab piece. I mean, I could have sworn you could. There, I'm sure there is like a bunch of different dramas they've already done. It's like here's half Probably. of that set. Let's just, yeah. let's just use it. But it look every everything looks like it looks like it. Like here's the they're inside of the office. That's the office. It looks exactly like the office. Um, you know, gang guys uh, plays uh, the way the aliens. I guess the, the 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 ships themselves and everything looked about right. I think that's yeah. I have no real problems with it. Even the sceneries of like. The streets themselves that they were in looked good. Um, they got they got the red light district pretty right. Uh, that they um, trying to think of other things as, as far as I think the, the only problems that might have had, like I uh, guess effects wise, is I think the the shaky camminess the shaky cam happens a lot off more often than I wanted it to, especially during like action scenes. Yeah, especially, uh, during, especially during, like, during the flashback yeah. where uh, to the Amanta War when they show oh, like yeah. into the cops are talking fighting. Like it's the camera is so shaky. There's so much mist effects and like the you know the background's so hazy. Like you can't tell what's going on. You can't tell. I'm sure it's intentional because they don't want to actually like show a lot of the of the fighting. Like they're trying to like cut Probably. cut corners and but like. It was still very disorienting. I'm still like not understanding. Uh, how are they actually fighting? I don't understand the uh, the movement in this, you know, flashback sequence. Like what's actually going on? So that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, but I do. I, even though, I mean, I, I think to point out that part about like not really knowing what they're doing as far as like where is everyone moving in one place or another. I think that almost is a factor of the manga itself because it's sort of just like how how do we animate this um how do we animate this fight and then okay how do we choreograph this fight i think they did as well a job as they could possibly do it because it is very it's very big it's very like here's big move big sweeping movements and when it comes to a lot of the sword fighting that happens i think <clears throat> probably some of my favorite action pieces Oh, the stuff with Kagura. Yes, those were my favorite as well. Like those, the stunt work in that was really good, and like the 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 use of the set too. Like the way Kagura is like dashing around the set and like using things as like to to block Matako's bullets and like the way she's maneuvering around. Like it was really well choreographed. I I was really engaged in and that fight the most out of the all the fight scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. See, that's funny, because uh, that, that fight is good, but actually my favorite fight in the movie is probably actually Hijikata versus Nizo. I thought some of that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, like, you know, ski, screen, uh, ski, uh, screen shaking aside, I've, a lot of the sword action that happened during the movie worked. I think, I like, it, it is very much a very weird, uh, like, just uh, very, like, I guess, like, improvisational uh, that's yeah. the best way I can describe it, which very much is akin to what Gintoki is like. That's when he fights, he fights very much like what is the best way to fight this way? Let me move in weird directions to get through him and be able to even, you know, he, you did the, the, the shot with him on the sword. And it, like even on top of everything else, it almost like it still makes sense for him to be like, yeah, it looks goofy, but like that's probably how it would, how he would fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's it, a lot of, a lot of the action kind of lended well to 
uh, and like you know, especially with Gintoki, it lended very well to his fighting style. I think Hichikata is more very much traditional samurai fighting, so it's a lot more, I guess, I don't know even how to describe it, but yeah, it's and. I don't think Okita had enough time to shine sword-wise either. No, yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, you know, for people who, like, are obviously, who obviously are already fans of the series, like, you know, we, we, we know that, like, I guess compared to compared to everybody else who can use a sword, you know, Okita actually has, Okita probably has the most technique out of anyone in the Shinsengumi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a shame that we didn't really get to see much of that, though. You saw him run, uh, run a wall, and that's about it. That's all. Yeah. that's something Okita would do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure if they did adapt the Shogun, uh, Shog- uh, Shinsengumi Crisis stuff, then you'll have a whole scene with him, like a in, in a train killing a bunch of people. So. Yeah, I was going to say, cool. uh, I'm, I'm, I guess that's the only thing I'm hoping for with if they if they do decide to adapt the Shinsengumi Crisis arc is that I hope they spend a little more time on the action choreography mm-hmm. make it a, a like a tiny bit more polished it, it, at least for yeah. such an action oriented arc not to say that Benny Sakura isn't but there are a lot of awesome like there are a lot of really great moments in that arc in particular especially like you just mentioned Okita on the train uh slicing down all of his uh, fellow Shinsengumi members like that's one of that's one of the best scenes in that entire arc in my opinion and that that's that's something i i hope is done justice if they do do that arc yeah i, th- I what i would hope for uh, when they do fight scenes in the future is like they really improve on like kind of the kind of the tension in the fight scene because i think like the choreography i think like what they uh, how they adapt the character of the fights from the series is very well in terms of like depicting every character's fight styles and like their those kind of movements but well, i think back to the roroni kenshin films and how i felt like in the fights in those in that in that film trilogy like when there was a fight like it felt like a really you know difficult ordeal for a lot of the characters like you felt like they were exerting so much effort and like they were really wearing each other down beating each other down and i didn't really feel that in this film even at the end where gintoki and takasugi are like you know fighting each other to the point of exhaustion i didn't like really feel like the depth of like how exhausted, like how much of an ordeal it was, like I had felt in the sword fights in the Kenshin films, and maybe it's just because I had that frame of reference in mind, and I was and so like I was while I was watching this movie, I was like thinking about that and like those fight scenes. So I would really, you know, I, I so I'm kind of hoping like especially like uh, when you have like that scene in the Shinsengumi Crisis arc, you know, where Nobuhita is slashing down a bunch of guys, like that is like something where you know. You could really show, okay, yeah, this is like wearing him down a bit, you know, even though there's like a bunch of guys in this area, like this is, and he's like doing really well against them, you know, this is still taking some sort of toll. I kind of just wanted to feel that out of this, because even in Gintoki's fight with uh, Nizo, I wasn't really feeling it, but I think like just the depiction of the scenes are good, it's just that, that the character... Like that, like this was like a real struggle. I didn't get was there, and so I no, guess that's I, I why. Totally get that. Yeah, I guess that's why Kagura's fight with Matako like really impressed me because, like, it, it with the because there wasn't that really tense character in that you know uh, 
in the sword play, I felt I, I I was really impressed with like more of the the choreography and like the most impressive choreography I felt was during that fight between Gagra and Madako, especially like you know when she's like weaving around her legs while like uh, dodging Madako's bullets like on the floor. It's like that was yeah. a really impressive sequence to me. That I, oh, I yeah. like that is like the most vivid moment uh, of all the fight scenes in the film. It's like when Kagura is like weaving around Madako's legs avoiding the bullets. So. I mean, I was just really impressed on that end. So I, I'm looking forward to like what more they can do with, uh, you know, those kind of fight scenes in the future and like how they can maybe, you know, improve on uh, the good foundation they've set for the uh, sword play fight scenes in this movie and the next film. Yeah, I guess just to kind of jump back to the the added fight with Tagasuki and Gin. I don't know if we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I, I guess that's really my only other. A uh, real complaint or nitpick with the movie is that I like I, I understand obviously they they don't have the means to recreate uh, the final fight with Gin and Zura against all the Amantos. As, as much as I love that fight, um, I understand they probably don't have the means to recreate that. But I don't know. I don't really feel like I got anything out of that fight with Gin or Takasugi. I thought I don't. It, it just it wasn't really doing anything for me, honestly. I think uh, it was a a circumstance that they had to try to alleviate because, mm-hmm. again, again we go back to the arc um, and the material that they had to work with, um, and you're paying a Johnny to be in your movie. You got to use them. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you got you got to you got to you got to make sure to have Takasugi do something, uh, and I think that was like. Again, it, it I kind of also I look at it from a fan's point of view, but I also look at it look at it through a a film like a moviegoer's point of view. A person mm-hmm. who's never interacted and like it was because it's kind of interesting because I did I uh, did speak with some people in my theater after the movie was done, and there were people who'd never seen Gatama before, and they really enjoyed the movie, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I want to check out more about this uh, this uh, this series after this movie." Like, so uh, a lot of, I, I would. Think that a lot of that fight was mainly there because you have a villain that you know of, or at least it's they've made sure to highlight this villain as like someone important or like someone that has a really uh, important backstory with with Gin, and you don't know why. And, uh, and unfortunately, you can't tell why because that is so far down the line <laughs> that mm-hmm. like it, it like you kind of need to build from there. But you kind of it. it, it Having that fight be there, and I agree, it felt kind of lackluster. It didn't feel like hey, could have you could have done more with it. It wasn't there wasn't there wasn't enough tension in it. It didn't it didn't have enough, as much impact as it could have had. Um, it I think maybe it was just like they had to put the uh, they had to have Takasuki do something. But see, I I I totally under you know honestly, I didn't think about it that way from. From I guess a potential new fan's perspective, like because obviously we we mentioned this early, but like yeah, Takasugi really doesn't get a chance to do much until like way later in the story. So I guess having this fight in the movie with him and Gin, um, I guess I guess for for a for 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 somebody new coming into the movie not knowing anything about Gintama, I think does a good job of maybe kind of piquing their interest, like, huh, what what history do these two have together? Like, kind of giving him that hint that, like, 
you know, we, we get like very subtle hints here and there that like, you know, like with, with scenes like, uh, Takasugi and Nizo going at it, uh, while Nizo's trying to control Benizakura and, you know, Nizo making that crack about how, oh, are you, you're upset that I killed your friends and Takasugi's like, no, they're not my friends anymore. I don't even like them. Um, <laughs> exact, ex- exact quote. But, um, but no, like, like stuff like that, you know, you don't really understand the context of until like way later down the line. And you kind of look back on it and you're like, okay, this, this, this line of dialogue makes a lot more sense in context. But like, so there is, there's like really subtle stuff like that. But I feel like the addition of Gin fighting Takasugi near the end of the live action movie, I think does a better job of emphasizing like yeah these guys have a history what's their history well you'll have to watch the thing to find out so yeah i mean they put themselves in a difficult position because obviously takasugi is being presented as like the big bad of this movie and he's being played by this extremely popular like idol so they need to have him like do something in the climax but uh of course you know for the benefit of like first time moviegoers because with like the anime movie you know they could just adapt the arc because that's appealing to like mostly the anime fans but with this movie mm-hmm. because of like the actors in it like this is going to appeal to like a broader audience than like what what then even people who like were already interested in the anime you know this will get people who you know hadn't seen the anime into the into the theaters to watch it so they had to like have some payoff uh, but so they were in this position of like, okay, so we need to have this guy do something at the end. Otherwise, people will be one- scratching their heads wondering, why was he here? He didn't uh, do anything in the end. I thought he was the villain. So they had to have that fight. But I think it was yeah. unfortunate because, you know, because Takasugi, like, being that schemer in the background for so long in the series, like, there's a real impact when you finally see Gintoki and Takasugi like come face to face in class swords in mm-hmm. Shogun assassination. And so like having it here, I feel, you know, because of, because of like the, the lackluster nature of this fight scene. And in my opinion, like I feel like it kind of dilutes the threat and mystique of Takasugi to see him fight here so early mm-hmm. on in that story. And of course, uh, we don't know if like they're going to, ever plan to adapt to Shogun Assassination and all those later arcs. Like, Takasuki and the Kietai could be one and done uh, in this film, and they might not bring them back in the next one. We don't know, but uh, it, I felt that was kind of like an unfortunate thing, that by including that fight scene here, we're kind of like demystifying Takasugi a little bit as a villain. Uh, I don't know how you guys, uh, if you guys agree with that, but that's just I, 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 I could see that. No, no, that. That's 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 fair. That's very fair. Yeah, I could I could see your point there. Um, but now now I'm just thinking as far as like future movies go. I mean, uh, who who knows if like it'll get any more than two? I mean, the first movie I know made a lot of money in Japan. I don't remember how much. Um, uh, so hopefully this next one will be successful. Yeah, I mean, if they're planning a trilogy, I'm wondering like what would compose the next two films like because i mean they could try doing a trilogy like you know kenshin and i i mean like with the kenshin films like that first one was standalone and then you know it did well so they made a a, a two more to make a trilogy and with that that worked because you had like the kyoto arc which is like this big 
arc that could be split across two films and like at the end of that you feel okay this feels like a satisfying conclusion to the Kenshin story to this trilogy and I'm wondering because the story of Kintama is like so much bigger and there's just so much so many story arcs that are important to the end game I'm wondering like how they could do a, a trilogy with the foundation that they've set here in Minnesota, like what they could do with the next film and a film after that, if they plan to go mm-hmm. that route. That's that, that is a very, very tough um, yeah. uh, question because I mean, we had talked about on the podcast um, before and it was sort of, um, we, we end up giving up at a certain point. We're like, let's just, <laughs> let's, just let, let's, let's have them make seven movies. And there you go. Like, <laughs> Just make it like make this like the next Harry Potter, uh, where you have to go yeah. through every single arc. Because um, it, it is like if there was a, if it, they were to do a trilogy, I would like to think it would be something like this one. The last because I I would hate it be the last the last arc be the last movie be Silver Soul, but it wouldn't work because of all the buildup of everything else in middle in the middle of it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Shogun Assassination um, is probably one you could probably do that. That is your third movie. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, if you change the ending, like if that you could the ending. resolve satisfyingly. Uh, In the middle, middle could yeah. be Shinsugami Crisis. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the only way you can cut around it. Like you probably have to, unless you do the middle be Yoshiwara and you bring back. Kamui, I don't know, or maybe just don't have Kamui at all, which mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the audience would be mad at. I mean, think of all the handsome <laughs> actors we could we could pl- have play Kamui. Oh, there's a lot of handsome actors. It's unfortunate. Uh, there's just so many like characters in Gintama, and so and a lot of them are you know uh, involved in like the end game stuff. So like just. Not even having, not even having like Hasegawa in, in this movie, you know, they have to set him up if they, you know, want to adapt that final arc because like he does stuff in that. Why did he have to have so many good characters that are incorporated in so many different arcs? <laughs> God damn it. Like you can't make this easy on anyone. <laughs> oh man. Um, so what was, um, I, I'm kind of interested in, in your, I mean, I don't know if it was any different than mine. Uh, mine was pretty lackluster, probably, but, uh, what, what, what was, what was your guys' theater, theater experiences like? Like, oh, how, how many, is. how many people actually came to your screenings? Cause I, honestly, I, I thought, I was literally thinking like, okay, it'll be me and my friend Jay, and then like maybe two or three other people, and maybe that's it tops. Like, I really wasn't mm. expecting, I wasn't expecting too many people at my screening, but we had like at least, I want to say ten people altogether. I think so. Huh. Yeah, that's, that might be around there. Because uh, I think when I when I ordered the tickets, there was one other person that was that had a seat reserved in our theater, and I was like, "Should I seat next to them just to be an ass?" <laughs> uh, I think uh, yeah. When I when I bought I like I bought my tickets like oh I want to say like at least. I don't want, I don't, not, not like a month in advance, but like a couple weeks in advance, cause I wanted to be ready for this. Um, I think, right. I think me and, uh, me and my friend were like the first people to buy tickets for that particular theater. Mm. I, I mean, I bought it a day before our viewing. Mm. And, but, but by the time we got there, there were like more people, which I'm, I'm guessing people 
kind of there were walk-ins to just like, oh, just go in. There you go. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, Um, so as for my theater, so my theater didn't have like a sign seating. So I didn't really know how many people would be there like before I got to the theater. And, you know, before with other like anime features, like when it's like a really big audience, they'll use like the biggest theater, which is this huge auditorium, which has like, I don't know how many, it has to be like 200 seats in there. It's like insanely huge. It's like a a concert. It's like a a, a stage for like a, it's like a auditorium for like a small concert or play or something because there's just so many seats it's just so big the screen is so big and unfortunately like the 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 Gintama film wasn't played in that you know screen which i i was a little sad at because i thought like oh you know this is like the only theater in new york city that is playing this movie i i bet everyone's gonna come and like watch it and uh, they didn't put in like the really big theater, so they put in like one of the uh, in one of the smaller like auditoriums in there, which had a, like uh, I don't I feel like it has like uh, maybe fifty or so seats, and not it wasn't completely full. Like not every seat was taken, but I definitely think there was like twenty thirty people there that came to see the movie. So like it was it's still a pretty decent sized crowd and what was good about just it being a small audience well i think just because the people who went to see this movie were you know gintama fans although there were some like new people that i i did overhear who came into this movie just because a friend brought them or they they just like japanese movies uh but you know everyone was very engaged with the film and they were laughing and like the, the i think like it seems like across all our like audience like experiences, like the rest of the audience was engaged with this film, like they were enjoying it. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. this yeah. weird like uh, disconnect where you're like, oh, I am a, as a Gintama fan, I've been loving this movie, and then the audience around you is cold, which was refreshing <laughs> to me because like when I was seeing Mary and the Witch's Flower, you know, and, and it's not like people were completely t- cold to that movie, but like a lot more people came out of that movie feeling mixed about it and that was that was kind of sad to me but so i am going to see like a movie with a, a bunch of people who are like really into it laughing at it like the whole way through and coming out like really satisfied with it that was like a good experience i always love uh going to you know especially like anime films like where the audience is just so engaged and like they just are loving every second of it so i was very happy with that I think uh, at my experience, it was it was interesting to see what got laughs. I think for me, um, there was one dude in there who just loved this movie. Uh, <laughs> like he was like unnecessarily loud at jokes that I was like, the some people didn't laugh at. But I was like, I, like there were I think there were like there were throwaway jokes that I was like, I think I know why this is funny, but I don't know why I'm la- I'm not gonna laugh or like just say, <laughs> uh, like I was like, oh, I kind of see what they're trying to aim for, but this other dude is just eating it up, um, and it was apparently was the dude who never seen Gitama before, so it's just like, man, you must know a lot about like Japanese comedy stuff routines because otherwise, this is a very co- this is a very Japanese comedy. I, I feel I feel yeah. like I was I I hate to admit I feel like I was part way there. Like I don't want to say I'm. 
I'm not going to say I was, like, the one guy who, like, laughed at everything like nobody else laughed at, but there were there were certain things that, like, only I'm going to find funny that, like, I yeah. know no one else is going to laugh at, and I'm yeah. going to and I'm going yeah. to embarrass my friend because of it. <laughs> I think uh, there, I think there was one gag that I like. I did like a ha, I did like one one big laugh at was uh, which was a throw which a throwaway line which was like uh, I think it was Gin says like oh is it like Lu- is he like Lupin I was like haha that's funny you were Lupin <laughs> yeah that that was a great joke that like I don't think a lot of people in the audience got but like that was just so clever to make that reference just like just like a throwaway line I was just like this is this is a dumb little thing that I that I really appreciate I think like uh, uh the, the parasite joke and some yeah. other stuff yeah yeah like, <laughs> i noticed those too yeah um and but i think like so the big vis- the big visual gags were probably the easiest ones to get i think the the the, the zaku the nausicaa one it was just like everyone just was on, yeah. everyone in the theater was laughing oh so yeah was i was like, going to yeah yeah the zaku got a big laugh out of out of my audience too yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the the best part about that gag is that even if you don't know what Gundam is, just the fact that there's this giant robot and then there's this, this strange guy coming to claim it is just really yeah. funny. So, like, even people who don't know Gundam can laugh along being like, oh, my God, what is I, I thought it, I thought it was funnier that Gin was literally like, why can't I just use that? <laughs> I know, exactly. It just works. Yeah. Uh, definitely one joke I think I enjoyed more than other people in in my audience was when Otai was reading out a volume of Dragon oh. Ball, and oh, yeah, she was, was just too. reading out a, she was reading out a chapter which was like just sound effects, and she was like <laughs> she was just 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 getting so into it, and then Gintoki like stops her right before she's actually about to read any dialogue, and like <laughs> Gintoki's line is. Stop it! Stop it, Frieza! And then, and then, the, what's the best part about it is that the volume she's reading is is actually Goku versus Frieza. It's like volume eleven of Dragon Ball Z, volume thirty-seven of the original. And I was like, <laughs> "That's great! I want to f- figure out which exact chapter that was she was reading out from." This is amazing. You know the funny, the amazing things about this thing. Again, like I mentioned, thirty-three minute detective, and there was another scene where it's literally the exact same thing. Where it's like a like the dude is trying to find information about like a, a perp, and the dude, uh, the the guy, the guy, the the snitch that he's t- that he's trying to get thing uh, information from, is doing just him reading Dragon Ball <laughs> and him only uh, like doing all of the onomatopoeia. That's oh, that's like, great. It's a strange like oh man like this. This director, it's a weird, like, I don't I don't think it's a call because it was in the manga, but it was just like, it's amazing how, like, everything kind of flows together and everything, like, repeats off of the, off of the work and uh, weird, weird, like, stuff that I was just like, this, this is not, this is only funny to me. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm one of maybe three people who even know what 33 to Minute Detective is, uh, but yeah, um, I, 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 a lot of a lot of the humor and a lot of it worked. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad. I think that that's to me. This is probably my favorite part of it, where it's just like having the having a theater of uh, uh, people uh, laughing together at the at the uh, at the movie. It was it was fun. It was nice. Uh, I wish there were still like I, I'm sure there was a lot of things that I I expect I, I wanted more from it, but that was just like ah, eh, it's fine. It worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I, overall, I was I was pretty satisfied with what I got. Like I. I was I was going into this 
expecting expecting to have a good time and i i got a good time out of it i honestly there were i it was a little better than i thought it was going to be like um i guess one detail that i was actually like it's such a small thing but i was really blown away by it cuz it's something it's a detail where i'm like where i was kind of thinking why did it why wasn't it like this in the original arc was when um it's it's the moment where um where Gin finally takes out Nizo, like at the very end of that fight, like right, like right before um, a spoiler, Tetsuya dies, um, mm. and um, it's it's the moment where uh, where where Nizo, when he's disintegrating, like his, his the particles actually turn into cherry blossom petals. They turn into sakura petals, mm. and it's 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 little details like that that I thought. Like that's that's something I'm kind of surprised Sarachi didn't um, that like that wasn't used in the original manga because like something about that just feels so poetic to me. Like why why wasn't that in the original? That should have been that that should have been that should have been in the original arc. Like that was such a mm-hmm. like that 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 was a that was a detail I'm surprised wasn't in the original arc. That I like I it's like little things like that that I really appreciate. Right, definitely. Yeah. Oh. Definitely, yeah. I think uh, I, I don't. I can't think of many points. I can. I think that that's one of the major ones. I remember uh, the, the uh, little touches of uh, of um, I think having Shoyo's voice actor. Play oh Shoyo. yeah, I totally recognized. <laughs> I uh, was wondering why it sounded exactly the same. I think they and they had uh, Sadaharu uh, as well. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Voice actress played Sadaharu as well, so it's kind of like a. That's kind of cute. That's it's like just to keep it, keep it there, keep it part of the everything else. Mm-hmm. It works. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the, I like the addition of um, Yamadera and they're actually voicing Shoyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's I, I I I'm I'm I, I don't know what other angles we can talk about or at least some of the parts of uh, the movie uh, we want to discuss. I think that we've we've had a lot of good points. Um, um, Jiro Sato was good, and I want to see he more of him. Really yeah. uh, look, <laughs> look up his Wikipedia and just look for the shows that he was in. You'll, you'll yeah. enjoy it. This was definitely the funniest I've ever found in Beta. <laughs> I yes. mean, it, there's a thin yeah. line to make, you know, uh, pedophile jokes, like, actually funny, and uh, just the <laughs> execution of, of it with his acting just sold it. Like, I was like, oh, no, this is so wrong during the entire movie, but I was like, it's just so funny. <laughs> and the audience around you is feeling the same way. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, the funniest line in the movie from Hanpeita to me, which is also in the original material, was when he's like, oh, there are some times when a feminist must become a demon. Like, that's always going to be funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I remember when, like, uh, like there's this joke that Kaga might be pregnant, and, like, he's, like, going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> He's just mouthing off nonsense. He doesn't know what to say. And he's like, he's I just laughing sure. nervously sure. about, oh, what are you talking about, Gagra? Don't be ridiculous. I, oh my God. I, don't, I wasn't, that was, see, that was a thing where I wasn't sure if he was like doing a bit or if that was a reference to something, but I, I like that. Yeah, that Jiro Sato has so many great moments in this movie where like, I'm simultaneously laughing and wondering what the actual fuck is is going on with him. Like, 
Is this is this just Jiro Sato? Is he actually acting? Like like did they just no, have he, he, they felt he just showed up on stage and they just like right, let's just keep filming this. Don't make him pick data, I guess. I'm telling you, a lot of the shows that he is in, literally, that's what he does. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, Jiro Sato's a gift. Yeah, he is. Um, so uh, I, I don't know what, where else we can talk about. I feel like we've we had a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, obviously, really looking forward to hopefully once the video is out, the actual the DVDs and Blu-rays are out, I can pick these up for sure. Yeah, that's actually that's oh, coming definitely. out in March, I think. Yes, March sixth, yeah. I believe. I think yeah, yeah. soon soonish, which is good. March is a very busy month. <laughs> yeah, especially since the actual anime of Gintama's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray finally from Funimation and Crunchyroll. Technically, yeah. Yes. Th- th- like, so, some of it, at least. Some of it. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the I'll third take, I'll take what we series. Of, well, yeah, it's 51 episodes. That's a lot. And it's dubbed. It's dubbed. Yeah, it's yeah. dubbed. All works. And, and high quality. And if, yeah. and if it does well, we might get more, which I, I really want. Oh, God, I hope so. I really hope so. Please, think, uh, please. I would like. I think I would if they are going to do more. I would really hope they handle Porridge, the Porridge arc, just yeah. so you can have material of like all the more like more of the cast just to have them sort of find their voice with each other before yeah. they before yeah. they uh, if they eventually delve into the previous seasons. Yeah, I definitely think if they continue, they're going to like do the recent seasons first, and then they'd go back and do the earlier stuff. But yeah, I want well, I want more yeah. of Gintama on home video over here. Like I want more, I want a way to like uh, support it, uh, support the anime, and uh, like by buying a domestic release over here, and then you know also uh, support like the production of more of that dub because the dub was very good. So yeah. I, I'm hoping it does very well. Yeah, I really just want more of that dub, and I also want to be able to show like. The one or two dub only friends that I have, and like actually show them Gintama for once, that would be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you got something. Oh, I mean, if anything, you can point them to the the country roll so they have them on there as well. Funimation also has it too. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's true. Um. So, anyways, and obviously, just and all, and obviously, the movie itself is just so people can watch it. Until it I, I think coming out of the movie, I was just like, I would like to see a show of this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like a lot. It's amazing how like I came out of the movie I was like, oh man, I'd love to see these guys uh, do more of the show. Uh, and it's just like, oh man, they did it. They like they, that's that wasn't that was like for, for me like probably the uh, that's the be- that's the best you can say uh, how uh, on uh, the quality of the movie is that like want to see more of these people play these characters and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a very tough act to follow given like you know how long the cast the anime cast has been on that series and obviously the manga itself yeah, yeah i uh, like i have to admit that like at like when i first started watching the movie it it did take a little bit for me to kind of get used to the live action cast just because i'm so attached to you know, the anime cast and whatnot. So there was, there were a bit of those growing pains with me in particular, but like, I, I got over that pretty quickly about like, I want to say 20 minutes into the movie or so. Like, I was like, okay, there, there were just certain points in the movie where I'm like, okay, I want more of this. Like, you know, I love the anime cast, but like this, the, 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 the live action cast is now like a second family to me. I want to see more of these guys. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, I guess we should probably wrap up then. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we should do that. Yeah. 
Thank you guys so much for coming on to this episode of Manga Mavericks at Movies. Or rather, coming on to street podcasts all at once. It's quite a crazy thing we experimented with here. But I think it turned out really well, and I was really excited to talk about this film with you guys. So, where can the good people find you? Uh, I guess, I guess uh, you can find me, and I guess I'll go. I'll start first. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can you can find me over at, uh, at on Twitter at SSAA Podcast. If you want to follow any of my things regarding anime in general and my my own goings on, you can follow me on there. Obviously, the podcast uh, that you can listen to anything regarding uh, Gintama is Gintama Podcast. Uh, dot com. Uh, that's the na- that's the website. Uh, Jessica and Tom podcast. The name of the podcast. You probably listened to it already, given the way I recorded this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, check out more of our stuff, uh, the podcast is on there. You can uh, follow us on Twitter as well at Get Tama Podcast, and we're also on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Get Tama Podcast, and leave an email Get Tama Podcast at gmail dot com if you want to send us feedback about the movie and whatever you fe- whatever you feel like talking about regarding this. So yeah, there you go. All right, I guess I can go next. Um, well, if you want to find more of me, Colton, I was on this thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SniperKing323. I live tweet a bunch of stuff, mostly me reading manga or whatever, if anyone finds that interesting. Uh, I do a few other podcasts, uh, such as one about Gintama. Um, uh, you can you can find that over at uh, that's that's Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. Um, we essentially go over the Gintama manga from the very beginning using the now discontinued uh, Viz Media English release of the series. And uh, you can find that over at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. You can also listen to, uh, especially if you're a fan of Case Close slash Detective Conan, and uh, maybe you already listen to Life Lessons and you want something um, that's structured a bit similarly, uh, you can also listen to One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.com. Essentially the same thing except with Case Closed Detective Conan. We, uh, also the other difference is we have a lot more to cover on that show. Um, I do that with, uh, with Doctor here as well. So uh, there you go. And then, uh, last but not least, I guess you can also find, uh, Manga Mavericks over at allcomic.com. That's a podcast I record with Sid over here. Um, and, uh, we basically record every other week about, uh, whatever series we're reading and, uh, whatever news is happening in the industry. Uh, so yeah, you can find that again at allcomic.com. And I think that's about it for my stuff. As for me, you can find me at Lom Ramayasha on Twitter, Animation Revelation, my anime list. Basically, wherever there's a Lom Ramayasha, that's me. That's where you can find me. As for the show, you can follow Manga Mavericks at Manga underscore Mavericks on Twitter, mangamavericks.tumblr.com on Tumblr, and on our YouTube channel, Manga Mavericks. That's uh, the custom URL for that is youtube.com slash C slash Manga Mavericks. Yeah, we have that custom URL now, guys. Uh, definitely check out the channel because we have a lot of cool stuff on there. And you can also check us out on allcomic.com. That's where our podcasts go up first. And you can also check us out on iTunes, Hipcast, wherever you prefer to find your podcast. We're on it. We're on a lot of places, devices now. And if you want to check out more tots on Gintama, you can... Uh, head on over to Colton's 
podcast and doctor's podcast, uh, ju- doctor's podcast, just a Gintama podcast and Colton's life lesson Gintama podcast. Great podcast. And if you want to hear more talks on the Gintama movie, you can check out my review over on allotomy.com. So follow us on uh, Twitter at among uh, other Mavericks. And if you want to send us any sed- feedback, suggestions, comments, what do you think about Gintama? What do you think about live action adaptations and movies, uh, of anime f- properties? or manga properties, let us know. Uh, send us an email to at mavericks at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Twitter on Anime Revolution where you can find us. We love hearing your feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and if you haven't taken it up and it's still active, take our annual Manga Mavericks survey. We love getting feedback from you guys and that really helps the show. That It really helps us out and we like look forward to hearing your thoughts. But that does it for this episode of Manga Mavericks at Movies. And we will see you guys in the next one, whenever that'll be. Sayonara! Sayonara!